You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. It is, of course, presented by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Five teams over the course of seven years. Bunch of different podcasts. I thought Mark Lewinsky, the giant starting right guard, was awesome on today's Ross Tucker football podcast. Definitely check that out to hear what he had to say about Daniel Jones and Saquon and Brian Dable. Love this show as well, the Fantasy Feast podcast. Second month in a row, we are joined by my boy, Evan Silva. Long time, by the way, co-host of this show before he went out on his own with Establish the Run and is killing it for them. And by the way, Evan's so awesome, he's coming to us live from his vacation in Cape Cod right now. You look great, Evan. Is that the ocean behind you with your hat and your sunglasses? How are you, man? I'm doing well. We're actually staying at uh, uh, Anthony Bourdain. Uh, spent a lot of time in Pro- in Provincetown, Massachusetts, and we're staying at his old house. Now it's not like some some mansion or something like that. This is when he was poor, you know, when when he was like a like a uh, working at restaurants, you know, in town. But uh, it's it's pretty cool. We we actually last night uh, we we watched the uh, the uh, an Anthony Bourdain uh, documentary. And, uh, and they, they show the house in the documentary, you know, so it, it's pretty cool. That's incredible, man. Well, good for you Yeah. in terms of getting some time off yep. before the grind of the NFL season starts. Although it feels like for some reason, Evan, after 4th of July is when people really start to dive into fantasy football. At least some people yeah. as we get closer and closer to drafts. A lot <laughs> of people playing best ball all those things, and you recently came up with a, a new top 150 or you made some changes mm-hmm. to your top 150. I wanted to go over some of those with you. Just talk about your top 150 and the process that went into some of these changes at this time of the year. Yeah, this is an article. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's, in, that's an important thing to know because nothing's really happening right now. You know, things are going to start happening late July, when, when the dudes report and coaches start talking every other day and the players are talking and, you know, guys get maybe get banged up in practice. But right now, what I, I just want to go into training camp feeling good about where I have guys ranked and then willing to tweak based on things that have in training camp. Right now, what goes into the process of creating the top 150, which I've been doing for about 12 years, is um, – <clears throat> uh, statistical projections, which we uh, I go back and forth with our analytics director, Mike Leone. Um, and that was really the inspiration for almost all of these changes is just talking about where to have guys ranked, uh, doing drafts my, on, on my own. I've done about 30 drafts now on underdog. And so just getting a feel, getting a feel for where I'm my, myself am willing to draft players doing the tiers and then, uh, which we used to call Tears of Evan on, um, on the Fantasy Feast. 
and I, I think actually we still we still call him that on uh so I, hopefully you didn't have that copyrighted um and then uh and and then um yeah kind of like you know kind of kind of feel and 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 also i do these team previews which i started to roll out i think i've got uh, five of them out and they'll all be done by early august but just doing extra research and looking at players through uh you know a, a a microscopic lens putting the microscope on players and and that sometimes changes my opinion got it love it let's um well i i guess i'll start with this evan uh, since we kind of have new news yesterday, we don't know how many games he's going to be suspended for, but it seems like people believe mm-hmm. that there's going to be a suspension coming for Alvin Kamara now that his legal situation was resolved yesterday. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, we'll know a lot more once the NFL actually announces something, but what do you tell people to do about Kamara? In the meantime, if they're doing best ball drafts and stuff. Yeah, so he's been falling so far that I've, like, started to draft him. Um, I actually thought, all things considered, at least just from a a number of games suspended standpoint, that yesterday's news sounded more positive in those terms than, than I was anticipating, possibly. Um, because I was thinking six games, and now we're thinking four. And um, I already had him above ADP because he is a dynamic player when healthy and, and, when, and when available. And I, I think he's going to be healthy and available more, more than expected now by, by one or two games. Um, I think a four-game suspension is actually a good outcome compared to what I was anticipating previously. And I think it's more likely to be four now. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Um, speaking of running backs <clears> – <throat> Seems like one guy that you're higher on than other people are is Ramondre Stevenson. For so long, Evan, we've had these running back committees in New England. It's been a concern, and and nobody ever knows what to do, and it's like a running joke. Um, But right now, it doesn't really seem like they have a whole lot of other guys that Belichick trusts. And I think it might have been James White on my podcast talking about how much – Belichick loves Ramondre Stevenson. Mm. Oh, well, I like to hear that because, as you mentioned, I'm higher than the field and higher than Leone, our analytics guy, on Ramondre Stevenson. I think that there is some concern, and and I I did move him down because I think I had him too high initially. I think I had him at 19 overall, and I moved him down to like maybe 23. You're going to have to Ramondre Stevenson. Um, He's an every down back. I I think that one of the concerns with Ramondre Stevenson is that they might go sign a guy like Leonard Fournette. They've, there have also been some rumors that they might go get Dalvin Cook. At the end of last season, Ramondre Stevenson comes from, but right now with the way their depth chart is shaking up, like I think he's going to be their every down back, center to their offense. I like the way that their offensive line has come together. I think, I think that their offense took a decent step this year, actually going from Matt Patricia to Bill O'Brien, and he's going to be at the forefront of that. Um, other guys that uh, I think you, um, have a different opinion on than others that I think are, are pretty interesting. Um, I know you like a lot of backup running backs more than other people, Evan, like Jerome Ford, Gus yeah. Edwards, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson. 
Why are you higher on backup running backs than these other people seem to be? Yeah, see, I like to stack my bench with backup running backs who can hit if the starter goes down, and that's the most injured position in pro football. And so, and right now, like, Jerome Ford is a great example. He's a guy who I'm willing to draft a little bit earlier than other people because he's got a big-time upside if something happens to Nick Chubb, who I I think is going to have a monster year. I bet on him to win Offensive Player of the Year. Um, I, I actually I think he's the favorite to lead the NFL in rushing this year. But there's a guy directly b- behind him named Jerome Ford who I think would have a pretty clear path to a massive role in what I think is going to be a pretty good offense in Cleveland this year. Um, and so – the upside to have a guy like that on my bench, like I, I like that. This show, by the way, is brought to you by BetterHelp. Highly recommend you guys take a look at BetterHelp. I think we've all had different times in our lives where you're going through something, you're not sure what the right path is, and we all have different ways that we've gotten through those things. I know a lot of people that have benefited from therapy and I think it's really important that people, if you're going through something, if you have any issues, family or otherwise, it's an extremely beneficial thing. Just like you take care of yourself physically, you need to take care of yourself mentally. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash feast today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Beast. All right, so Evan, let's keep it going. Any of these other um, backup running backs in particular jump out to you? I mean, you mentioned Jerome Ford, but anybody else out of Gus Edwards, Mostert, Jeff Wilson? There just seems to be a lot of uncertainty right now with the Dalvin Cook situation hanging yeah. over some of these guys. Yeah. Um, I tend to not believe that the Dolphins are going are gonna to go get Dalvin Cook. I know they made an offer but it sounds like it wasn't very good. And, I mean, they have Raheem Mosher, Jeff Wilson, and Devin A-Chain, who I know our buddy Greg Cosell is big on. Um, <clears throat> I, 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 don't, I don't think they're going to go get Dalvin Cook. I think he's going to end up somewhere else. Um, another interesting guy is Kendra Miller. I know we already talked about Alvin Kamara. So we heard separately that Kendra Miller had maybe shown up in not the greatest condition to the pre-training camp activities. Um, I, I didn't panic, though, because I think that he – and he's a third-round pick. And, oh, I, I watched his um, – I had not seen him before the draft uh, coming out of T- uh, TCU. And I watched him, actually, as I was doing my draft grades. And, man, that's a fun dude to watch right there. I mean, he I, I think he's really good. Um, so I – but, but I, I actually – I kept him right where right where he was, even as – even as um, you know, even as there was some concern about his conditioning, now we get like the the high likelihood 
that there is at least some sort of an Alvin Kamara suspension. Kendra Miller could be a big factor right away early in the season. And, and if he is successful in that window of opportunity, I mean, then I think that there's a real possibility. That, I mean, they're not going to pull him out of the lineup if he's playing really well. So he's a really interesting player, like right around pick 100 uh, is where I have him ranked. And he, he's a guy I've been getting in drafts because because I have him ranked ranked fairly aggressively. Yeah, it's funny that it's always like the suspensions, the injuries, the things like that, that add a lot of intrigue for sure. I love the fact that my boy Evan Silva has a red solo cup right now while he's talking with us from Cape Cod <laughs> on his vacation. If he's smart, he's taking things to the next level and drinking some Labatt Blue Lights with his family and friends, living life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All right, Evan, let's talk about some of these receivers. In particular, I'm curious about the Seahawks receivers. It seems like there's a lot of discussion from people, and they're kind of all over the place with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. What's your breakdown of that trio? Yeah, so... I agree that there's a lot of um, a lot of differing opinions. I would say people are are really high on Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, I think that his ADP right now is something like in the 60s, and I have him like around 100. I did move him up a little bit after my my debates with uh, uh, Leone. We call it the man versus the machine, and he's the, you know he's the machine because he's the nerd. He's the guy with the spreadsheets and all that. Um, and he was a little bit higher than me on Jackson Smith and Jig and lower than me on DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. But I'm, I'm standing by this. I mean, these are two superstar wide receivers. DK Metcalf has a lot of t- positive touchdown regression coming his way. He only had six TDs last year. <clears throat> Didn't make as, as many big plays. They played a little bit more dink and dunk. I think that in the, in the, the new – it's not a new offense, but in the second year of this offense with Geno Smith at quarterback – and, and a, a ton of continuity, those two young offensive tackles that are going to be studs in the league. I think that this offense can actually go to another level after they were, I believe, top uh, nine in scoring this past season. And uh, Geno Smith got the extension. More comfortable. They add Jackson Smith and, and Jig. But I think that'll be good for the offense as a whole. DK Metcalf going to score more touchdowns. Tyler Lockett always scores between, yes, between eight and ten touchdowns in each to the last four so I'm gonna I'm, I'm betting on this offense as a whole actually if you, you look at running back I'm also ahead of the field on Kenneth Walker so there's other guys Evan that you're lower on than a lot of other people are out there um one of them is Jahan Dotson your boy is, is feeling Jahan Dotson and you not not as much is that uh, where you, you you're feeling him no, your boy, the machine. Oh yeah, well, he he is. Um, well, Jahan Dotson. See, so I, I'm kind of leaning on my college evaluation when it comes to Jahan Dotson. And he was like a four year player. Um, you know, usually you want to see the guys come out early. They they tend to have more success. He was a first round draft pick, but. None of his physical 
measurables really stood out. I mean, he catches everything, and I, I, I and I, I think he's got including college. He's got ten drops over the last four downs on thirty-seven. The quarterback situation in, in Washington, I think, is questionable, and I just think that uh, Terry McLaurin is better than Jahan Dotson. So I think that this year, Jahan Dotson will be a, a better real than, than an asset to your, your fantasy team. I just I, I don't think he has a whole lot of upside. Yeah, I do think the uh, the quarterback portion of it is certainly really interesting in Washington. A pretty big unknown when you take a look at and you talk about Sam Howell. I don't know that any of us really know exactly how well Sam Howell is going to be able to play in Washington. It's, it's mind-boggling to me, Evan, that Sam Howell, like that that's who Ron Rivera is going with to try to save his job. I guess he feel, I guess he looks at it like, Evan, like new ownership – I'm probably not going to save my job anyway unless I've got a young, inexpensive quarterback that ends up really being good. Three, two, one. All right, well, speaking of quarterbacks, Evan, talk to me about Deshaun Watson and where you think he should go this year. A lot of discussion around the Browns quarterback and exactly how high he should be taken in these drafts. Yeah, and I've been drafting a lot of them. I think some people have the, like, they don't like him as a guy, you know, and, and so that, that pushes him down a little bit. He played really poorly for the most part. There were some weather-affected games late last year, and in his final two games, he actually played pretty well. He won people a lot of money in DFS, and I believe it was week 17 when he came out guns blazing with, like, three early touchdown passes. Um, he can run. I, I believe in Kevin Stefanski. Um, I think the O-line is coming together nice. It'd be really nice if they could add DeAndre Hopkins. I know that you were on that that sort of connection for a while. That would be really nice. But I, I still like what they're bringing back with Amari Cooper and David Njoku, I think, can take us a, a step. Amari Cooper had a great year last year. Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's on the rise a little bit. A lot of people like um, Elijah Moore as well as a guy that they acquired from the Jets. Uh See, I had Deshaun Watson in the same tier as Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. And most people don't have him in that same tier. I have him at the end of the tier, and I have Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert up a little higher in the top 150 rankings. But where I have Deshaun Watson right now, if you're going to trust the rankings, I'm ahead of ADP on, on him. I, I think he can have a big year. Who who who's going to be on the receiving end of him having a big year? You already said earlier you love Chubb, you love Watson. I mean, is there a receiver you love? You're big on the Browns this year. Yeah, I would go with um, David and Joku. I, I think can have like a ten touchdown year. Uh, I think that he's like he came out of school. He was you know like a little raw, and he was actually one of the youngest players in his draft class. I think he's matured to the point where actually he's now an asset as a blocker. And they're not going to be able to keep him off the field. And again, I think he can score double-digit touchdowns. And uh, I, I actually I moved him up a tier to make sure that my audience is getting David and Joku because I think that he's an excellent. Like I have him as the, the overall tight end ten. I think he could finish in the top five, no problem. What other tight ends are you sort of uh, 
higher on or lower on than others, Evan? Uh, Gerald Everett is a guy that sticks out. And last year, the Chargers had a very low A dot in their passing game. They were very conservative. You know, they lost their left tackle, Rashawn Slater. Um, they were already kind of playing conservative ball. And, um, and they didn't have any deep downfield threats. Um, you know, they, they didn't have any actual speed guys. Mike Williams can be a deep downfield threat, but they, they don't have any, any speed guys. Now they bring in Quentin Johnston. Uh, Rashawn Slater is back. The dude who filled in for him I, I actually did pretty, a pretty good job. Jamari Sawyer, he's going to be a starter at guard, I believe. So their offensive line is starting to look a lot better. And, and they changed OCs, obviously, going from Joe Lombardi to Kellen Moore. They're going to throw the ball downfield more. He averaged nine yards per catch last year. I think that's going to spot in. I think get five, seven touchdowns. I really like the, the Chargers offense, the changes that they made, and the personnel. And I think that Gerald Everett can benefit. What about Quentin Johnston? Because there's people that are really high on him and people that are not, not as much. <clears throat> yeah, I I came out low on him. I had him at, at like maybe pick 115 or something like that. And as we were talking, and, and as we were talking, as I was talking with Leone, our analytics guy, you know, he made a really good case that maybe Quentin Johnston comes out the gates a little slow. He's on the raw side. But his upside for, like, the second half of the season, I massive. Evan, really appreciate the time, man. Thank you for battling through on the beach. Really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. Talk to you guys later. Sounds great. Um, man, you guys got to watch the video of that. Evan's got the backwards hat rocking. He's got the sunglasses, the red solo cup. Obviously, apologize for the audio there a couple times. Uh, Joe is on vacation, so I had Evan step up, and I didn't, And Evan's on vacation too. So it's that time of year. It's also best ball time of year. This year, best ball on DraftKings is bigger than ever with $10 million in guaranteed cash prizes up for grabs. For a limited time, you can join DraftKings' largest best ball contest ever and get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars as soon as the draft is finished. Act now before the offer expires. To start playing best ball, download the DraftKings app using code ROSS, enter the DraftKings Best Ball Millionaire Contest, and snake draft your team for the season. Each week, you'll automatically rack up points from all your top scores, no ads, drops, trades, or I should have played him instead. Teams with the most points by the end of the season will have a shot to take home the $1 million top prize. What are you waiting for? Head to the DraftKings app, sign up with Code Ross, start playing best ball today, join the DraftKings $10 million best ball tournament, and you'll get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars only on DraftKings with Code Ross. It is. It, by the way, before I forget, while we're talking about best ball and DraftKings, I'm starting to take new contestants for the July best ball draft with me and Joe. So at this point, I don't know if I should take the, the first 12. I don't know how I should go about it. But I know this. If you sign up for DraftKings best ball using the code Ross, 
make sure you send me a screenshot of that. I'll get you in the best ball against me and Joe. If you go to westshorehome.com slash Ross and get a free estimate, forward me that email, ross at rosstucker.com. I'll get you in the best ball draft against me and Joe, which will be absolutely awesome. Want to get as many of you involved in that thing as we possibly can. Other than that, I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.